Hey guys, welcome to our first episode ever of A Lively Hope. We have our first guest today. His name is Marco Rangel. His wife will be joining us here after this episode. There's going to be a part two because this brother has a powerful testimony. And I just want to introduce him. Like, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother, and go ahead and just tell us a little about yourself, what happened as you growing up, and just let you come in. Hello, everyone. My name is Marco. Uh, I want to share uh, my testimony and how I came to know Jesus. Um, it all started when I was a child. Uh, I grew up uh, not really having a relationship with my, my father. Uh, most of the time he lived in the U.S. and my mother and my two other siblings, we grew up in Mexico. He used to visit us uh, every two months or so uh, when we were not in school. But there was not a whole lot of uh, memories that I can remember uh, having a father figure growing up. And so I just want to share something with you guys. Uh, hopefully this will help others that are listening and that can relate to my story. So the, how I ended up in the U.S., um, it all kind of happened uh, spontaneously. I, I, like I said, I grew up without my father in my younger years. Uh, I remember very vaguely uh, doing things with, you know, with him. Um, came to the U.S. Uh, just to visit him. And, you know, we went to Disneyland and, you know, did, you know, things like that. But as I, as I was growing up, uh, things happened along the way. We ended up going back. To Mexico, uh, I too until I became a a young teenager. That's when I realized that I wanted to do more than just you know I wanted to have a future. I really wanted to go to college. I really wanted to do something with my life, but not having that father figure, that support, um, to to do what I would like to do. Uh, I had to come with, you know, plan B. And that plan B was with my mother, as I became a, a, a um, young teenager, I told my mom uh, that I really, really would like to go back to the U.S. Uh, with a purpose. Amen. Not really having a plan, just a vision. I want to go and do something. I really don't know what. But I want to go with the heart of it, uh, expectation of, you know, do something with my life. So you said your dad came a few months or like a couple months out of the year. Like, like how did that affect you? And what were your thoughts on that? If you can like try to remember that. Uh, well, I remember him going over to visiting us. Uh, he took a lot of stuff with us, you know, toys, you know. Um, Christmas, things like that, you know. But I really honestly do not remember having a Christmas like other people, you know, I guess you want to name it normal. Having a Christmas tree, open up your presents, you know, on Christmas Day with your mom, your dad, you know, your, your, your brother, sister. I honestly cannot remember moments like that. Just him coming, coming home with a bunch of presents from, you know, from, from the U.S. And, and that was it. 
were you working at this time? Because you said you wanted to, like, you said you had a vision. You said you wanted to come to America, and you obviously yeah. wanted to do, like, just better yourself, like, practically. You know, I, I, as a young, young kid, I, I, I had to work, like, like I said in the beginning, my, my father was never there um, with me growing up. Uh, I basically grew up with my mom. Uh, it came to a point when I was ready to, you know, to work. And, and so I, I did a lot of stuff uh, working. I worked with uh, factories. I worked, um, you know, in a farm. Uh, believe it or not, in, in Mexico, I did, I did some loans in our neighborhood. Uh, so at a very young age, I started to become very independent. I, I had money. I never asked my mother for money, going to the movies, going, you know, going out on the weekends with my friends. I uh, didn't do nothing crazy with my friends, just to go and hang out. Uh, but, you know, I, I started to work at a very young age. Uh, it wasn't because I wanted it. I, it was more because of a need. Right. Uh, and so, yeah. Man, that's awesome. And, like, that's powerful. And I remember you talking about a while back. Uh, you said that your mother owned a bar. Well, not a bar, but, like, a liquor store, right, I believe? Yeah, yeah, she she also had to do something, you know. Uh, my dad used to send her money once a month, um, you know, just to, you know, I guess that's a responsibility. Right. Um, but my mom ended up, you know, I mean, she she wanted to do something as well. So she, with the money that she saved, she uh, got a, a little store uh, downtown where in our hometown, it was it was in a uh, next to a plaza downtown, so she got it. She used to sell, you know, cokes, chips. Obviously, there was liquor, uh, cigarettes, you know, that kind of stuff. Just like a liquor store here in the U.S. How old were you at this time working at the liquor store? Uh, I must have been on my teens. You know, everything happened between the age of twelve. And I want to say 17, where, you know, through all that, me working, her getting the store, between that, that time frame, you know, that's when I started working. Uh, and, you know, that was, that was pretty much my, my childhood. Man, that's intense. So what, led, so what led you going to the U.S., and how old do you think you were at the time? I believe you said, what, 17? I was 17 when, when it finally said, okay, I'm not going to go to, I'm not going to be able to go to college. Uh, the university that I really wanted to go was in Monterrey uh, with another friend that we graduated at the same time. We became good friends. Her father was a doctor and uh, a pediatrician. A pediatrician? Mm-hmm. Pediatrician, yeah. Uh, actually, and so, you know, he was a great guy, uh, we, we, we became good friends, so he, so he goes, yeah, I'm going to go to Monterrey, there's a nice uh, university, we actually, actually spent a week over there with him, at, uh, you know, show me around, and because nice. I really wanted to, my, my goal was that, but financially, uh, there was no support, so I had to cl- come up with plan B, and, and I said, you know what, uh, at that, at that point in life, my, my my father wanted us to go back to the U.S. You know, uh, we were we were in the U.S. at a very young age. I must have been in second grade. We spent two years in the U.S. and then we went we went back, and I didn't come back until you're seventeen. You know, I was seventeen, going eighteen, um, and I I was just ready. You know, I wanted to do something with my life, so that's what led us to come. 
to the U.S. Uh, so that was your ticket to the U.S. That was my ticket to the U.S. That was the purpose. Um, I had no other I, another desire than to come to the U.S. and better myself. So my ticket to the U.S. was, you know, go there and and do something with my life. And so that's what I, you know, I, I talked to my mother and I said, Mom, if we're going to do this, you know, let's do it. Um, I'll get the money and, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, so... What did so, your dad say about this? Because he's been in the whole, what is it, like the U.S. his whole time practically, right, working? Yeah, yeah, he was practically, you know, practically always, always there um, working and doing his thing, I guess. I mean, like, we, I never, never had a conversation or there was no father-son relationship that I can remember. Mm -hmm. uh, so... But my goal was like, let's let's go over there, let's do something, you know, with me, with my life. Uh, again, my, my brother was still little, you know, my sister, she she got her thing going. How like how old like were there? You think at this time? You you said you're like uh, seventeen. I was yeah, cause I, see, I remember when I when I came to the U.S. Uh, and I and I, I think I still have my ID. From from California, it says under twenty one. <laughs> so I know I was I was between eighteen, you know, or like yeah, about twenty or something like that. Yeah, I was I was under yeah because we we lived two years in California. Okay, I think I think we lived two years in California. No, sorry, take it back, three, three years in California. Because when I came to Texas, uh, I was turning twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Let's so, let's go down there. How was that? Like so, like leading up to you from California. What were some of your events in California so, like leading up to Texas? The thing in California was okay. So I got there and my goal was go to school. You know, learn this language that I'm now. I'm talking. Um, I went to school to learn English as my second language, and I just did it, you know, I, I went to school in the mornings, and then I get a, I got a job work, you know, cleaning offices nice. from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., and so that's what I did. For how long? Um, like for those two years, you for, said? Yeah, mm -hmm. and I just went to school, and I follow I follow the curriculum and I, I learn and you know talking and, and and eventually you know um I started you know obviously you know scared because you know I was said something wrong whatever but I mean I, I just had to put put that fear aside I said you know what I came here for a purpose and I'm gonna stick with it so then there was a, a season where California was going through a, a crisis on unemployment. So obviously, you know, cleaning offices, you know, it's not like a high demand. So when there was a lot of unemployment, uh, businesses were, were hurting. So the first thing that they do is cut down on costs. So they, uh, my uncle, which is my, bro my dad's brother, owned the cleaning business. So they're like, you know, uh, we had 10 offices to clean. Now we have eight. Then we have six. So we went down. So my uncle's like, I, I, I can't keep up with it. So we have, and I didn't know this, but 
apparently my 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 family the side of my dad there's a lot of it's a huge family uh, so many my, my my grandfather which I, I barely remember him um, had a brother here in Texas uh, the and so that second cousin whatever it was <laughs> had so many kids which my like second uncles or whatever it's like crazy man like yeah yeah he's your uncle like well who's he oh he's is uh hector rangel like, oh okay <laughs> all right so i had cousins and second cousins third cousins that i've never met here in texas here in austin so when they went and visit us um they asked my dad hey so how you doing and they call him primos hey primo right like, right. like you know Oh, well, you know, work is hard and blah, blah, blah. And so they own a, constru a construction business. And my dad is uh, hes actually an accountant. So he's good with numbers. So, hey, we'll come over to Austin. You know, we'll, we'll give you a job. So they visited y'all in California. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's how we ended up coming to Austin. So you were, were you living with your dad at the time in California? We were all living with... Uh, all of us. So it was your whole family. Yeah, my all whole of you had family from Mexico. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. We finally got to live all together, but there was not my father and my mom. There was there was not a marriage relationship, and, and and now that I now that you know now that I'm a father, I'm a husband, I see the importance of having a a good relationship with your wife. So it, there's a lot of things that I've learned from my dad, mm -hmm. even though he didn't talk me right, that. Right, right, right. But I witness and I see how their marriage really deteriorated through the years. And that really, that, that really, that really hit me hard. Like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. So, you know, so we came to Austin, me and my father, we, we, we got, we got a place to stay and all that. We got it all situated. Then my, then my mom, then my brother and, and my sister, they all came back. That's awesome. And, and you know, um, that's when I started to, you know, hanging out with my dad. But there was not a, there was not a good, good uh, relationship. I mean, you know, he's my dad, but right, right. we never had a, a father-son, you know, relationship. And it was kind of, it was very awkward very awkward um, I was like I said I was I was not even 20 and you know it's like start fresh again so now you're moving to Texas let's go from there you're about 2021 20, you said moving mm -hmm. to Texas how was the transition in that and where did y'all leave off after that we, we we again it's like clean slate start fresh new beginning new chapter uh, now Try to, you know, live with my my father, my brother, my sister, my mom. Uh, it was really hard. Um, I saw them always arguing, uh, fighting, and you know, when it came to the holidays, there was no holiday. There was no Thanksgiving. You know, nothing to be thankful for. Uh, Christmas, it was like, you know, not a white Christmas. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really sad. So as I saw that, I saw the, uh, you know, the, the communication and relationship with my parents, I, 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 
They didn't sleep together. They, they were not husband and wife. Did you think that kind of made you distance from them to a certain extent? Did uh, you think the way you were thinking? I, I always, I was very attached to my mom because I grew up with her and, and I, I basically became like her strong right hand, so to speak, because, you know, she never had a, a man like right, to, right. to protect her and, and help her, you know, do things that my dad's supposed to do, you know, change tires, mow the lawn, you know, help her around the house. I mean, I, I had to do that. Um, so I always was so close to my mom. And when I started to see that my father was mistreating her, like I had to step it up and say, you're not going to do that anymore. Amen. You know? And so I, 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 there were some occasions that I had to stay in the middle when they were like, like right on it, you know, face to face. Mm -hmm. So I kind of became like the referee, right, right. you know, and I said, no, that's going to stop. So when he saw that I like, put my, my foot down, you know, he kind of stepped back and, and, you know, they start, they, they stopped that, that argument, you know, I mean, they, they argue, but it was not, as not, a, not right. as intense because I mean, now I'm 20, 21. And, and then, you know, um, he, he couldn't work anymore and like he used to because he had a, a issue with his back. Um, so we had to do something else. And that's how I, get, I got into the lawn service. And you, you, know? you were about 21, 22 into the lawn <laughs> yeah. service? That's yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're knocking on doors and practicing my English right. because he couldn't do it. He, he was like, you go, you go knock on the door, you go in there. So I had to do that. And so, you know, we, we started to, to get it going. And um, one thing led to another. And uh, my brother at that time, um, he, he actually went to high school. He, he went to, well, he went to high school in California. Then he came to Austin and, and transferred to Austin, went to Travis Heights. Or, I mean, not Travis Heights. Uh, Travis High School, mm -hmm. and uh, and so you know he I wanted to go, but I was I was I, I was already too old to to go to high school. So um, go back again. Like what am I gonna do now? I I learned the second language, English, my second language. I can't get my my high school diploma. I have no nothing in the future. Like and here we go again. So I I. Told my mom and my, my dad, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get my GD through ACC. So here we go again, you know. Back to school. So uh, back to school. Did what I had to do. Uh, got my GD. Went and got my license. And didn't have a car, so I had to borrow my dad's car. And so I had to, you know, I had to do what I had to do to 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 make it happen. And so, and you already had taught yourself how to drive in Mexico. So yeah, you were so, good, right? so I was good, <laughs> but I was in the U.S. So driving right. and like, oh my God! How are the roads back at home than they are here? Oh, I mean, they in Mexico they drive. I mean, if, if we think that Austin is crazy, Mexico right. they don't respect signs. They see a stop <laughs> sign like that, ah. right? But their friends, you get out of the way. We'll run you over here. They might stop. Right. But no, it was it was challenging, you know, here and there. I mean, it, it's a challenge. 
uh, it's just, you know, different culture and uh, I had to learn, you know, the signs and all that. Um, actually respect the speed limit in Mexico. They, they don't care. Really. They don't even wear seatbelts. Right. Um, so anyway, but, you know, so that's, that was my, my, my young, my young life. I, I, I had to, you know, how they say, you know, scratch my back, I scratch your back. Right. There was not, I had to scratch my own back. Mm. That's you know, true. Yeah, I had to true. scratch my own back. But I did it. And, and then I met Juanita. You were about how old then? So you're about 21, 22 going into yeah. the lawns, like service with yeah. your father? Yeah, I was, I was doing the lawns with my dad on, on, on the little truck. And, you know, and, and that's, that's all we did Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturdays. But see, what really, what really got me is like, I was in, he was not paying me because he was all for the house. Oh, wow. He was all for the house. paid during this time. Yeah. I thought you were getting paid this mm. whole time. <laughs> wow. No. So, so finally, you know, so finally I got a job. So the law was not obviously, you know, full time because you got the slow season and all that. Right. So we finally got a job um, at this company. Um, my dad and I, we got a job, both of us, so we ride together, and again, this whole time, I was working with him, spending time with him, but we just never clicked as a father and son relationship, we never had conversations, uh, never talked about life, it would, see, my, and now I know that how my, how his father was, that's how he is. Because it affected him as a kid too. I, I don't know. I, I I never I don't remember my my grandfather from my from my dad's side. I do remember my grandfather from my mom's side because I spent a lot of time with her, and so we would go and visit them. I do remember my grand my grandfather, um, but my grandfather from my dad's side, I hardly remember him. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear I heard a lot of things about him, how he was. And, and the way he was, and then I see my dad, and it's like, that's exactly like, like how he is. How they're describing his father, it's like how my dad is with wow. my mom. And now what I know now about, you know, you know, uh, your heritage and how your, your father, your grandfather, you you know, great-grandfather, you know, generations. They passed uh, in here, not it, knowing, it, you know, spiritually. Though. Spiritually, true, true. and that's when it came, the spiritual aspect of that, like, it is true. Mm-hmm. It is true. Because I see my dad, and, and 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 my mom on one occasion in Mexico when I was getting, when I got drunk, I mean, I got drunk, 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 right. and I came home, and she, she heard me coming in, and she confronted me, and that's when she, I mean, I, I'm, up, up to this day, I still remember those words. She said, don't become like your father. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And I'm like, but at that time, I'm like, I want to be my father. Right. But now, I do. Like, wow. And, and so it is a generation curse. Right. Because my, my grandfather, which I never actually met, I, I heard how he treated his wife. His wife died before, early before him. And they said that the, the cause of death was because something in her burst, like 
an organ and so she bleeded to death mm. because I guess the, the how he treated her so bad uh, but I just heard things you know I, I never I never met him I see pictures of them but I never met him right and but I, I see I see that and so and that affected you that, up, it, right? it, it affected me and that it affected me because mm -hmm. I, I I felt a void that I didn't know what it was. And so, you know, smoking, drinking, that kind of stuff kind of just suppresses that, that pain, right, that, right. that void. But man, you know, if you continue that, you know, now that I got that, you know, jumping, you know, into the marriage area, it, it, that's when it started to, to all that stuff more. to come out like, okay, what you did in the past. You didn't see the the effect of that, but now you're seeing it when you're married because now you're you're entering into that realm of right. relationship with your wife and mm -hmm. all those things that you, that you saw in your dad and your mom and how they were saying about your grandpa and your grandma is like, man, I'm living his life, and I never knew. Wow, that's powerful, man. You know, so let's go back to your cutting your cutting lawn service with your dad, 21, 22, you barely got this new job. Right? Yeah. Like, like, well, like both y'all got this job together, working yeah. together. Yeah. So now you're into drugs, drinking, smoking, doing this. What led you coming up to Miss Juanita, your wife, your future um, wife now? What led up, like from those so, current events, what led yeah. to that? So, so my, like I said, my, my, my brother went to high school. Uh, we, we, we had a duplex over there by Bang White. Um, when used to be Wayne, Ben White and Manchak around that area, mm -hmm. we had a we had a we were renting a duplex that my relatives owned, so they rented us that du they allowed us to rent that duplex. So that so because you know so he ended up going to that high school, uh, Travis High School, and again you know he went and uh, Hispanics, so you hang out with the Hispanics. And so, one day he goes, hey, I'm, I'm going to throw a party at the house. All his friends, um, they, they, they kind of hang out, the guys, and then they see those girls, and they were just friends. And they were just, you know, school classmates or whatever. And they told him, hey, I'm going to throw, a, I'm going to have a party at my house. You guys are welcome. And so, okay, that, that day comes. And so my, my, my brother, you know, as for, um, there was no alcohol, obviously. Just music and food and my parents were there. We, we, we had a, a carport. Uh, we, that's when we make, made that as a dance floor kind of thing. So, you know, the music, the food, people having you know, a good time. And so my, my, my brother was like, hey, um, I got a call from these uh, other friends. Uh, they want to come, but they need a ride. So my brother, obviously, he's in high school. He still doesn't drive. And so he goes, can you go and pick them up? <laughs> he thought of you. So his friend, his friend says, can you go with him? Because his friend knows them. He goes, he goes, he tells that guy, hey, can you go with my brother and pick up my friends? And, you know, here's the address. And... His friend, oh, I know where it is. So anyway, we go in the car. I told my dad, hey, dad, we, you know, we're going to go pick up some, some friends from us, from Oscar. We'll, we'll be back. Okay. We go. We we get to the house. 
and here we come, uh, three girls. And, you know, I mean, I, no clue, hey, whatever, I don't know them. But the other guy uh, knows them, hey, how are you doing? So and so and so and so and so. Right, right. Okay? And so, <laughs> so obviously, you know, my friends drive in the front. And so the three ladies, they drive in the back. So, you know, we go back to the house and, and my, the guy is talking to them, you know, because they know each other. Right, right, blah, 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 this and the other. And I'm like, no word. I'm just, I'm just a chauffeur. <laughs> just a chauffeur. I'm driving, you know. I get there and um, I never, I, I couldn't see it. I couldn't really look at them because it was dark. But once we got into the house, I, I, I was able to see them. And so it was Juanita uh, and the two other old, uh, Juanita's the oldest one, and then the other two, and they all go to the same high school. And so I, 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 I looked at Juanita and I, and I introduced myself. Hey, I'm, my name's Marco, I'm, I'm Oscar's brother. And I don't, I don't even remember what she said. Uh, so we started talking, but there was a big but. <laughs> I was dating already somebody else. Oh wow! Yeah, it was kind of like eh, a girlfriend thing. That, right. Um, but you know, but I look at Juanita and hey, that's not bad. <laughs> Curly hair, you know, like okay, and that's what really caught my attention. Uh, her hair. That. So we were talking, and you know, we kind of dance and. You know, and I told her I have a I have a girlfriend, blah blah. But I I'm thinking I'm gonna break up with her, uh, this and that. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but we left it like that. Right. We left it like that. But then I started to I wanted to get to know her more. And but she she made it very clear. You know, I'm not gonna be talking to you knowing that you have a, a girlfriend. Ooh. And 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 I said, okay, okay, that's that's good, that's good. So no problem. I broke up with her. <laughs> I said, okay. That's we're, awesome. We're done. <laughs> You're like, I'm broken up with she you. Made a statement. You're not broken up with me. I'm broken up with you. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a funny story because we, we, we tell that story to my to my son, you know, because he, he likes to he likes to hear those things and um and, and it's funny, you know, there's there's more into that story, but uh but but I see that how it impacts my son because when we when we when we talk about that, like your your dad drop dump her for me, You're like oh okay, <laughs> uh, but but no, so we we dated we we dated, okay okay guys we dated clean. She said, this is not gonna be like a one man thank you ma'am and you're out of here, mm. you know we dated clean. Wow. She didn't budge. And, and you and, couldn't break her praise oh, God. Oh no, praise we, God! That's awesome. Yeah, she, so when when I asked when we actually became girlfriend and boyfriend is when I asked her to go to the movies and see the movie The Bodyguard, <laughs> Whitney Houston and Kevin. Uh, what's the actor? Uh, Bacon or B uh, Kevin Costner, whatever. And because he was kind of romantic. So and I remember all the details. He was the the owner of the the movie theater on East Riverside. I don't I don't know if it's still there. I don't there. think it's there. <laughs> <laughs> that was way bad. So we did it for three years clean, and and so she actually said, "Hey, so what's what's the deal? 
after okay. the three years that y'all were dating? Well, we dated for three years. So you're about 25 this time, right? 25, 26, something? No, 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 no. I was still, we dated for three years. I was 20. No, wait a minute. Because we had Ariana. No, we, we dated. I think she knows more the dates than me. Because I always think in dates. Because... <laughs> um, we, I was, I was still 20 and we dated for three. So I was 23. Okay. Okay. I was 23 and then we, we got married at 20, 23. Cause we have Ariana when she was 20, when I was 25. So y'all were married for about two years before y'all had y'all's yeah, daughter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we dated for three years, I proposed to her, um, and and brother, I I had no place to stay. Um, I had nothing to offer. When um, you asked her to marry you, but when I asked her to marry, we, wow. we yeah, I was working. I was working at, at the same company, and I was doing loans on the weekends, and even after work, you know, I was I was working. So, but I, I this is this is what really really got me. Or, you know the way the way everything happened in my life it's like um you know nothing was going the way I wanted you know I had no no car I had I had a job I had no car I had nothing to offer to anyone and so I finally told my dad I I need to break this I I, I I'm, I'm helping you mowing lawns you're not getting me pay, you're, you're not paying me uh, I'm working over here at the uh, at this company I'm helping you paying rent, and and what, like what's in it for me? So we 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 had a we had a very, very bad argument, and I said I'm leaving, mm -hmm. I'm leaving. So I left. I had no place to stay. So I call my I call Juanita. We were still dating, and I said I need to play, I need a place to stay. I just left the house. I got a big argument with my father, blah, blah, blah. I gave her all the details. And so she talked to to uh, to her parents. And her parents saw the situation and they, they opened up, opened their house for me. Wow. So That's I nice. stayed there for, for, for a while. I don't remember how long I stayed there. Until I finally had an apartment, no furniture. I had enough to pay for an apartment. And then I... I told Juanita, you know, um, I want I want to marry you, but this is all I have. And so, and she 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 was already at work. She was working at the same company that I was working. Uh, eventually, she, you know, she she worked there, and uh, so we. I worked at that company for ten years, and 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 she actually worked there, and then her father worked there too. So you know, things started to kind of turn around, but. Man, it was it was hard because I, I I walked out I, I left you know my parents and at that time my mom was she went back to Mexico she already had went back to Mexico she already had one she already went back to Mexico because they had a house in Mexico so it was my dad me and um, my mom's brother and his son my brother it was there were like six seven guys there at that apartment. And everyone was contributing, and we were cutting lawns. He was keeping all the money, but he was not paying me. Mm -hmm. And I, I had no car. <laughs> wow. So, so you know, so so life happened, and we 
Uh, I moved out. I got my own place. And I, I finally got a car, man. On my own. Nice, that's awesome. <laughs> on my own. So now you're married. You're and able to I, got, I got married. See, this is what the rubber means to real, man. So I got married, um, you know, on my early 20s. Had no clue how to how to how to handle marriage. Had no clue how to talk to your wife. Had no clue how to deal with problems of marriage right. financially, emotionally. It was just like the the first years was nice, but then the you know. Stuff started to happen. After the honeymoon's over, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we had a honeymoon. I don't remember. I mean, I don't well, think... they call those the honeymoon. Yeah, but the first few years, you know? <laughs> and and I just it was argument after argument after argument financially, uh, uh, emotionally, you know, relationships, you know, husband and wife. I was so. For myself, you know, because I, I had no, I had no foundation, you know. I was not raised with the right foundation to become a, a, a man, you know, to, to be a husband, to be a, a father. If I couldn't be a husband, how in the heck can you become a father? Right. You know? That's true. So, so we, we it was just fight after fight after fight after, I mean, it was just crazy. And the way we were suppressing all those things, hey, let's go out. Let's go to the, I mean, we went bar hopping, uh, 6th Street, my mm -hmm. wife and I. We were, I mean, she worked, I worked, and we, we, even, we didn't even realize the blessings. We both were working, we were, you had no kids uh, the first two years. So we were just having a blast and blah, 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 this and that and the other. Uh, we, I mean, we just spent so much money. And the worst mistake anybody can make is get a credit card. We got credit cards. Oh my God. We just went at a rampage. <laughs> wow. I had a JCPenney credit card, uh, dealers, I had a Visa, I had all kinds of Texaco. I mean, every credit card, man, because I was like, now I can get credit cards. Like, okay, you ha don't have the cash. Get plastic, hmm. and and so we were just foolish, man. We were foolish. Then that Anna came into the picture, uh, and and that was, that was you know it was it was nice you know, your your dad and I loved the little girl and everything, but again the problem was still there. It was suppressed, mm -hmm. right? Because right. you know things of life, you know the pleasures. Go have fun, you know. Let's go eat. I mean, we went to the expensive restaurants. Uh, we went. I mean, a, a, we could have gone anywhere we wanted, buy whatever we wanted, um, because we had it. We had we had all the material stuff. It's funny that you said that because throughout this whole time, you said you had this void you couldn't fill. Mm -hmm. You know, and that void was still sticking to you, even though you went through all this, even though you felt happy, had material things, money, this yeah. and whatever. Uh, what led you coming to church during during those times and stuff? Oh you know? wow! It, you know, we were so blind. You know, we were so stinking blind, and we finally, my finally, finally, my wife said, "That's it. 
we're done. This was after your daughter was born? My daughter was born. We, we, we tried. I even went to marriage counseling. I even talked to a priest. Wow. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. And I didn't, I, I couldn't find the answers. I didn't know what to do. And of course, I couldn't go to my mom. I mean, what can she say? Can't even go to my dad because he was not even in the picture this whole mm. time. How can he give you advice? Oh, this is how you treat your wife. Right. You know? When you already had seen everything. I mean, right. I mean, they're separate. I mean, my mom is in Mexico and he's here. And so I was like, I'm, I, I am, I have nowhere to go. So, Diego comes into the picture, um, and we needed a babysitter for him. So this friend of my sister-in-law says, "I." This lady says, "I know someone who who who's a great babysitter that I highly recommend." Uh, she she even uh, babysit my little brother blah 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 so we, we we got we got we got someone that it was highly recommended so my wife I think I think my wife goes and reach out to her and said hey I heard that you take care of kids and she says oh yes okay so you know we, we talked we went we met an appointment where we, we went to her house and so we introduce ourselves and hey Marco Juanita blah blah and so she she welcomes us she goes okay this is this is my house but I actually have in the back room I have an actual place where I actually made it for daycare and so she tells us everything then she says my rules are no TV no devices this this and the other none of that I'm gonna teach them all these. So she gives us the whole cur uh, curriculum of how she she's gonna, and we're like whatever. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> right. And but we felt something different there. You know, we 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 felt something that we couldn't put our fingers. You know, like what is it about this house? So we we felt we felt comfortable. You know, we, we felt comfortable. Like oh, okay. She seems to look a nice lady, you know, and okay, whatever. So we go and uh, we, life goes on and Diego and Ariana go there and, you know, they, I pick them up, she picks them up and this and the other. And so February comes around, she tells Juanita, hey, we haven't, we have this event, we have this dinner that we like for you and you have to, to come and, 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 and come with us. And my wife's like, oh, we already made plans, sorry, we can't, okay, no big deal. So, you know, so, life goes on, uh, Juanita and I, again, she's working, I'm working, we, you know, we're doing, oh, at, at that time, we already bought our home. We finally got our home. Very young age, we bought our first home. And, and you know, uh, got a home, got two cars. We both working. We have financial stability, um, but we're still wrestling with our problems. You know, we're right. still doing our dumb things. You know, but I mean, on through life, you know, you just put it under the mat, put it under the mat. You know, just hide him. You know, okay, forgive you for yeah, okay, make up, okay, let's go. So that was that was our our thing of how to deal with problems because. You know, we start arguing and screaming and, 
and cursing at each other and you're this, you're that. And, and then when you get so tired, like, okay, let's drop this and let's just forget about it. It's dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it's <laughs> sure. Right. And so we, we move on. So that's how we kind of deal with, with, with those issues. But it, it's like, you know, you, you, there's a, there's a point in life that you can only do so much. You can only put it underneath the rug. Right. For so long, because eventually it's gonna burst like a volcano. Right. You know, all the lava is gonna come out, and it's gonna burn everything around you. Mm. And so, one night, it happened. So one night, I told her, "I want to go with my friends. Why do you want to go there? Well, you know, you're never gonna be doing anything. Oh, you always with me. You know, so I'm like, okay, you know what?" Go with your friends. But well, you promise me you're going to come early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you'll come early. I did come early. 6 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, she was livid. She was livid. Not, not only that, her mom is there with her. Mm. Out of home. Oh, she's waiting for you. Oh, she's waiting for me, man. <laughs> and I was... Uh, that, that was it. That's what the, 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 the that old saying. That's what broke the camel's back. Right. She goes, "We're done." So she we're, came at you. She came at me and said, "We're done." Mm. Call your father. Call your mother. We're getting a divorce. Wow. And I, I I had nothing to say. I had nothing to say. I said I I just I messed up. So my mom comes. My father comes and like, what is going on and. She tell them, your son and your son. And she's like, just letting them have it. Mm. Letting them have it. And my mom couldn't believe it. Wow. And, and and there's nothing they could have said because, you know, I mean, like the, you know, like they said, you know, that fruit didn't fall from the tree too far. Right, right. You're like, you're looking at my dad, you're like, okay, you know, so... So anyway, so that was the, that was the thing. So I ended up leaving the house. She said, "I don't want you here. Get your stuff and get out of here." Wow. Where did you go at that time? Well, I had to call my brother. <laughs> my brother, which by the way, he was already he's already been divorced, so mm -hmm. he was by himself. Wow. He already and had so, gone through the whole process oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, he got married, and like months later, didn't work out. And so, man, I, you know, I look back and I'm like, that was just, but, you know, I, something happened. So, so we go through all that stuff and we're still taking our kids to that babysitter, to that lady. February comes around and she tells my wife again, we're having the dinner again. Mm. Will you guys come this wow. time? That's awesome. And for whatever reason, we know now, but at that time we had no clue. Mm. She says yes. So Juanita just said yes. She said yes. Wow. Yes, without even thinking of wait a minute. Right. No hesitation. Just yes. That's yeah. Awesome. So she gets in the car and she's like, "What did just happen?" So. Every night, I used to stop by the house and say hi to the kids. And so I, I, I stopped and 
she opens the door and she lets me in. I see the kids and I'm sitting with them. And then she just tells me. She goes, um, Maria asked us to go to the dinner. And I said, oh, okay. And she's like, and I said, yes. And I said, you said yes? <laughs> Why would you say yes? <laughs> it's Valentine dinner. like. <laughs> and she's like, well, I can call her and say, no, 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 no. Right. You already told her. <laughs> no, we'll go to that dinner and whatever. I mean, you know, uh, I didn't want to make any more, any more big deal about that. Right. So we went to the dinner. You know, she got nice. She got dressed nicely and I, you know, put my clothes and to look nice and we get there and we had no clue what we were getting into. Right. We had no clue what we were getting into. Like we see the building. Okay, it's a building. You go in. Okay, there's a hallway. You walk through that hallway. You just, you know, we turn to the right. It's dark with nice candles and like, it's a church. This is a church. <laughs> we like, okay. <laughs> we, we see couples hugging, kissing, laughing. And we look at each other like, what the heck is this? Wow. We just, you know, we, we just went with the flow and um, we... You know, we, we just heard the we heard the preacher and it's like <sighs> it just hit me. Amen. So you know, I, I, I heard that preacher and and he like he knew me. Amen. You know? Amen. And uh I, I look at my wife and I like wow. I was so messed up. And <clears throat> from that night, you know, we, we we got home and I mean, the night went on and we saw, I mean, it was, it was like you stepping into another world, you know, you, you know, it's like, man, where was all this? Right. You know, like where was all, I mean, all this happy couples, you know, and, and giving testimonies and hear the preaching. I mean, hear that preacher preaching about marriage that I've never heard. Mm. It's like, ah, that's what I was looking. Man, you know, that was that void. That was that void that like, I wish my father will tell me that's how you treat your wife and that's how you love her. That's how you take care of her. Amen. And um, <clears throat> it was something, man. And so that night, we just, we made a commitment. We made a commitment and we we stopped. You know, we, we, we I finally went back home and... You stopped drinking, y'all stopped doing everything? You know, I, 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 I did. It was hard though, I'm not gonna lie. It was hard to stop, stop drinking. And, and, and smoking and, and chewing tobacco. It's, it was hard. Um, you know, people say, hey, you stop. And it, it's a process, you know, because right. he takes a, he takes a spiritual 
element to to from the inside to have that willingness to to stop because it's a it's a it's an addiction. Especially if that's all you know. Yeah, and yep. you don't stop right there. Boom, you know, and wake up next morning. And, you know, uh, it's a commitment. So, 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 yeah. I, 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 I've, I told we we told the couple. You know, Ed and Maria, because uh, they asked us, you want to come to our for service? And without looking at each other, we both said yes. Wow, that's awesome. So we both said yes. Praise we God. got. We went to church, and it was it was a new chapter for us. And it was beautiful, man. Yeah, it was the most beautiful thing awesome. I, 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 I ever felt, you know. Um, and, you know, I think it's going to be 14 years now. Uh, every February is our anniversary for our salvation. Because that's the day we got saved. And we didn't even know what safe meant. But that's another story. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, it's like you got saved. Saved from what? Right. But now we know what what saved means. Right. But man, it was it was it, it, you know it's like the Bible says. You know, you you got reborn. Right. We actually got reborn. You know, because we were we were so dead in spirit, and when we we finally got that that hope that we 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 were introduced. It's like, you know, our, our, our spirit got reborn. It's like something that we never felt. And that's awesome, Marco. So now you're married. You have your two kids, your wife. Y'all have y'all's place. You gave your life to Jesus. Y'all started going to church. What was y'all's process during those times? Like some hard times, even though now your mind's changed. Yeah. Now you don't have the same attitude as it was. Now you're saved, okay? Mm -hmm. So what was your mindset? Now, how are you getting through things that whenever mm. the times came difficult? Mm. I would say this first, thank God for salvation. Thank God that we know Christ. Amen. And because without him, no one can go through stuff. Uh, I mean, not because we're saved doesn't mean that stuff will not happen. Life continues, life, you know, day in, day out. You know, you, you, you wake up, you go to work, you, you do what you're supposed to do. Uh, obviously, you with the mentality that you you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You 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 testify that you that you walk in victory, but that doesn't mean that the devil is not gonna throw those arrows at you. Right. And you know temptations, uh, uh, you know uh, spiritual moments that battles that life happens. You know, and and even though you do the right things, that doesn't mean that you're not gonna you're not gonna go through stuff. Um, you know, um, we don't control, obviously, nature. Nature happens and you get storms of life, storms of mother nature, and stuff happens. So we, we were tested financially okay. because, like I said earlier, you reap what you sow. So we sowed a bunch of bad seeds. And we were ripping out of those bad seeds and we want to get rid of them. And how in the hell you get rid of them? We were so dead. We were so deep in debt. We couldn't even. Uh, we we were paying our credit cards. We we I don't. I mean, we must have cut off five credit cards that I can recall. We cut them off. We said we're, we're done. Right. And and so we like how are we gonna pay this off? We're paying and paying, and we we can't get rid of them. 
So we 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 made a we finally made a commitment. We told my wife, okay, let let's consolidate our debt. Let's go to our bank and say we want to consolidate our debt. We want to get rid of this debt. Okay, so the guy comes and says, okay, long story short, we are twenty five thousand dollars in debt just in credit cards. Wow, just credit cards. Nothing. Not including mortgage, car payments, <laughs> you know, bills that that you know. Stuff that that you have to do to to survive. Right. On top of that, you're twenty five twenty five thousand dollars in debt, and so we like. So we 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 go to church and we heard the preaching. We heard and we hear all that good stuff. Okay, that's 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 great. But we've never we were never presented with the actual commitment of tithing. Wow. Tithing. Okay, what is that? I, okay, you know, I, I was born Catholic. You give your dollar, you give five dollars. Whatever you have in your pocket, you give it to the plate. But when you hear the word tithing, okay, what does that mean? Well, obviously, it's the tenth of your income. I ain't getting 10% of my income. <laughs> right. You know, so, uh, but anyway, so I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I was giving, I was writing a check for five dollars. When I was safe. Wow. Writing a check for five dollars. Each time you got paid. Each, each time each time I wanted. I, I don't even know if I got, got paid. When I, I just I mean I wish I had my checks, my five dollars, write them down, wow. put it on the plate. Five dollars. That was what that was that was what I uh, I was given. Then Pastor Parker gives a, a Sunday school teaching about the ten financial Blessings. Uh, Robert Morris was the preacher. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a video. It's a teaching. It's a Sunday school, and he talks about the ten financial blessings. And, and so we hear that, and it struck me. I, I he finally explained what a tithe means and what God does when somebody's faithful on their tithes and offerings. Amen. So I was like, okay. So Juanita and I were like, okay. Let's put it to the test. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Let's type. Let's type how the Bible says and start tithing faithfully. Faithfully. And lo and behold, those $25,000, we've been, say, 14 years. They were gone. How long do you think that took? It, it, it didn't take 10 years. Wow. It didn't take eight years. I don't even, I don't even think it took five years. <laughs> That's awesome. We, 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 we don't know. Honestly, and she can tell you, we don't know how we did it. Well, all I know is that we didn't do it. God, God did it. Right, right. God, God moving our finances. We, we said no more death. And, and and so we we until this day we're not we don't we don't we don't we don't have any credit card. Amen. So so that was that was one something that God showed us through our faithfulness. And then life goes on. We serve God. Ministries. Our kids are growing. Diego grew up in church. Uh, you know that's all he knows. And, and so, yeah, when you said, you know, what was the hardest times when we, after we got saved, um, when we lost our house in the flood. 
What year was that? I want to say it was 2000. I, I think my, there's a Bible that I have that was, it was, it was doing, it was doing uh, Halloween, the Halloween flood. I want to say 2013. It was just, okay, it was, so it was like six years then. ago. Okay. Yeah, because okay. we've been in this house six years. After we, we went through that, um, 2013 or so, um, you know, we bought our house and, um, we were debt free. We were serving God. We were doing all everything, you know, that we, you know, that it was in our heart to, to be right, to do the right things, you know, to, to right. start changing our lives and the way we, 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 we were living and, and everything. So. So we were doing so great, you know, you know, once again, you know, we were, we finally got, we got ours out of our lifestyle that we were in the world, you know, in death and all that life full of, you know, sin. Um, and now we were coming out, getting right with God, getting right with each other, you know, having an actual good relationship, our kids doing great. Uh, and then... Right after, you know, uh, we were doing a haunted house okay. that, that year. We were doing a haunted house and we were, again, we were serving God. We were part of our witnessing uh, group, you know, after they go through the haunted house and they, they're coming out, you witness to them, you know, you pray for them and all that. So, we'll, again, you know, doing the things of God. And, and so, so we were doing that. We were doing the haunted house, you know, through, you know, uh, the weekends and stuff. So one morning, um, I can't remember what, what day it was. It was Monday. Or, but I went, the same thing. I went to work, got up early, went to work like every other day. I get to, I get to, I get to work. I'm, I'm putting my stuff down. Uh, I, I get a phone call early that morning, which is unusual, you know, and never, you, my wife, like, Okay, uh, I answered the phone, and I, you know, the way I, the, the way I heard her on, on the other line was like, uh, it wasn't the same. Something was going on. Right. And so, she said, you need to come home, you know, and you need to come home now. There's water coming into the house. I just felt like a cold cold water going through my back, like, what in the world? What do you mean, water in the house? Mm. Yes, get here now. And so I just, the same way, I, I didn't even get my stuff out of the bag. I just, I grabbed my stuff, went into the truck, got in the truck, and then I just stepped on the gas. Um, by the time I get into our area where we were living, uh, down William Cannon and Onion Creek, uh, there were already firefighters barricading that that street wow. so i'm like oh my god so i turned around i drove all the way back i made a a, a left turn on uh blood springs and then i made another left turn i can remember that street quicksilver or whatever the street was mm -hmm. i went down and before i even got into pleasant valley which is our street again there was already uh emergency units there barricading there was already water. Wow. There was already water in the in, in the street, and it's like nobody can go because obviously you you get you get trapped. So I call my wife and like, 
you you can't I, I can't get there and it's just she's freaking out she's panicking she's crying and my kids and oh man it was it was just a horrible horrible moment um that that we live um obviously she's alive you know thank god uh, you know people mm -hmm. praying we our pastor everyone was praying and she prayed i mean she i mean i i i don't know how he did it how she did it but man uh it was it was a very horrible event and you know uh after everything was done and you know the water went down and we i mean yeah we lost everything we worked for wow you know it, which was another another step of faith because it's like okay we now that we're serving god we're doing everything that god that god have called us to do you know why do these things happen you know so you're questioning god at this yeah time. you know I, i'm questioning god but now i know i i know what happens i mean i know i understand why things happen why they happen i know because god wants us to trust in him and to put our faith in him, not things in, you know, material things. And, you know, thank God that my wife and my kids are, 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 are alive. I mean, man, mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, that's all I, 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 I pray for. Yeah. Things are replaceable, you know, material things are replaceable. A life is never replaceable, right. but you never, you, you can never ignore like, okay, we we had plans you know we had plans we paid out this house we do this we can do that you make your own plans you know but i know what the bible says you know is the bible says my plans are not god's plans right you know and and so i i can't you know i can't argue with that it's like okay god what do you have for us if this is not for us, what do you have for us? And I know the plans that God has for us are better than our plans. I know. I know. So, right, but I, it's only human of us to ask those it, things. It's human. It's, it's our, our human instinct that you have to ask, you know, why God? Why, why, why us? Right. We, we've been faithful, you know, just like the book, the book of Job. I mean, I read that book, I don't know how many times. <laughs> when I was going through that, because wow. you you said what? How was I able to? What I know now? How can I? How do I I overcome things that happen in life? You know, because things are gonna happen, right? You know, setbacks are gonna happen. We can't avoid that, and the only way we can be able to conquer that is by sticking to God. It's like He's the one. I mean, His word says He will never leave us. Man. He doesn't say. Well, he might leave you if you blah, blah, blah. No, he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. So I said, okay, okay. If you, if, you, if you said that you never leave nor forsake us and these things happen, okay, you must have something better for us. Mm. There's got to be something else. So guess what? Okay. So that was a huge, a huge step of faith. Huge one because we had nothing. Mm. Nothing. The only thing we had left was whatever we were able to save that was hanging from the closet, some clothes, because everything got 
room, everything. I mean, water went up to four uh, to my wife's waist. It must have been like four feet, um, or three and a half, or four. Um, but she had to carry the egg on her back, otherwise, the egg will drown. Wow. Um, so the water was up to her waist, and so there was nothing left, absolutely nothing. Mm. And so we were pretty much naked, you know. Uh, and the only thing that, that, that kept me going forward is pray. I don't remember the last time that I prayed and I fast because it was nine months that we had to wait for all things to come into place. Nine months and I cannot remember how many days, how many times I fast and I pray. Wow. Fast and pray. Fast so and during pray. those nine months, that's after the that's after everything had happened. Y'all lost yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. Where y'all like? Who are y'all staying with? Uh, we stayed with one of her sisters. Mm -hmm. um, the closer because obviously Diego needed to go. Diego needed to go to school, and you know she needed to go to school. So we needed to find a place where it was close by. We we lost both of our cars. We lost everything. So wow. we. So we said, okay, we're gonna stay with one of her sisters who's who's closer to where the school is. So she allowed us to stay there uh, for nine months uh, after we decided, do we buy a house? What do we do? What, you know, so, I mean, actually we couldn't think, we couldn't rationalize, we couldn't make good decisions. So, I mean, thank God for our pastor that he, he was there. Uh, it was giving us so much advice and kind of keep us without going insane because I mean we we uh, yeah we're not gonna lie we argue my wife and I she wanted to fix the house didn't want to fix the house and back and forth so many you know things financially is like we have nothing um, we have a job we have no car uh, thank God my work truck was still good because uh, obviously it didn't go through the flood. Um, but you know, it was a step of faith, and and, and my wife was like, "What are we gonna do? We need we need to start saving money." And one thing that I said to her, "We are not gonna stop tithing." Amen. And she's like, "Are you insane?" <laughs> no, she didn't say that. No, but you know, I told her honestly. I said, "No, we we, we cannot stop." And it did cross her mind, but I said, "No, babe, we're not gonna do that." Right. We're going to honor God just like the Bible says, and he will pull us through. And, oh, man, I mean, the things that God showed us on those months, it is just unbelievable. I have no doubt that that God, I know there's a God because he, he, he manifests himself in, in th through that. He manifests himself. Uh, in an amazing way that I, 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 you know, that's why I'm here. Amen. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Brother Marco, for coming on this episode, man. Like, that's so powerful, man. We are going to have a part two. Uh, this, like, this brother has a whole lot more as far as what God's doing. To end this off, like, Brother Marco, I got this from Pastor Jason Garcia. So one of the questions that he always asks is, like, what are your goals and what are your plans for the future uh, as far as for your church and as far as what God's doing for your family? And we'll go from there. Well, honestly, uh, this is just a, a, a walk in faith um, path. Uh, I really just want to be open to God, what whatever God has 
uh, whatever God puts me, you know, uh, obviously I've been in the, I've been saved going for this February 14 years. Amen. I've been uh, interpreting, I've been, I've been having just a blessing to be with Pastor Perez, uh, doing revivals in Spanish. Um, so whatever, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't think there's a plan that I can say I have this plan in five years or whatever years. It, it, this is, this is a, a work of God. And mm -hmm. as, a, as a disciple, I'm just open for whatever God has. Uh, I know we live in the last days. Uh, we need a lot of men to rise up, be used by God in whatever capacity. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, smart or have a, a gift. You know, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. Whatever God puts in your heart, do it in faith. And God will move in amazing ways. I've seen it with a lot of brothers in the church. Uh, so I really don't have a plan. Just know, be right with God, stay safe, serve Him, do His will. Uh, and one day we'll make it to heaven. Amen. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say out to the people that are listening? You want to pray with them, like lead them into a sinner's prayer? You're more than welcome to. Uh, I'll leave that open to you, brother. Of course, of course. Um, all I can say to those who are listening to this podcast, give God a chance. Don't be afraid. Uh, it's all by faith. Don't look at news. Don't look at what's going on in the world. We know what the Bible says. I would encourage you tremendously to read the Bible, pray, get connected to a church, a, 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 a church that preaches the Bible. Uh, not religion, but actually have a relationship with Christ. And if you're listening right now and there's something going on in your life, whatever it might be, whatever stronghold, whatever addiction or, or whatever fear you, you have, uh, let God do the work. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a testimony, my wife, my children. Uh, we are here not by our works. We are here by the grace of God, by, by His love and mercy. And so I want to lead you guys to a sinner's prayer for those who are listening. Uh, whatever you're going through right now, I want to lead you to a, a prayer of hope and faith and start a relationship with, with God. Amen. So repeat us to me, Father God, I thank you that you have opened this door to hear this podcast. I pray right now, God, to, that you also give me that strength, that faith. I pray that I am an overcomer. I'm not a failure. I'm not a mistake. I'm a person that it's been made in the image of God. And God, give me that purpose, give me that gift that you have poured inside of me. Let him come out, let me be used by you, God. I thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Again, Brother Marco, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, for just breaking us in, man. I'm very grateful for you. And I'm excited to have your wife come on here soon, and then we'll have a part two with you. And, and thanks again. There you have it, guys. Brother Marco Renhel's powerful testimony of how God transformed his life into a complete 180. Thank you so much for taking the time, and make sure you guys tune in for the next episode of A Lively Hope.